Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, what I'm going to talk about is signs that you're in a toxic relationship. Now, I know some of you probably think, well, what exactly is a toxic relationship? I mean, to be honest, we know what a toxic relationship is. We see the signs. And sometimes, and more often than not, we just choose to ignore them. So in this podcast, we're going to break it down. So sit back, relax. I'll drop the theme music and we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it. Welcome back. As I mentioned in the intro, we're talking about the signs that you're in a toxic relationship. And again, I think it's for a lot of people, it can be pretty obvious that they're, you know, in a toxic relationship. But even with the signs being there, they just either ignore it or they just don't care. Um, Tell me if this sounds familiar. You're in a relationship with someone that is just plain bad for you. Like, let's say you fight all the time. You're constantly complaining about each other. Your friends and family can't stand them. But every time you think about breaking up, you just can't do it or you won't do it. And there's really no rhyme or reason why you stay. And it seems like it's taking you more effort to stay than it is to leave. That's a toxic relationship. If that's the case, you're probably trapped in a toxic relationship. And I think sometimes people go through rough patches in a relationship and they think, okay, this is just a rough patch. We'll be better. <laughs> things will get better. Hell no, nah, things ain't going to get better. It's going to get worse. Uh, I actually came to this topic uh, just doing some sniffing around on the Internet, just looking for, you know, how you're looking for one thing and you find something else. And um, I thought this would be a great thing to bring to the podcast. Uh, but, yeah, there are several signs and I'll give you a few. Um, one sign. If your partner decides what you can and can't do. <laughs> now, this to me is crazy. And the reason why I say it's crazy because I'm assuming, you know, that most of you listening uh, are adults. Because uh, I don't think any young kids <laughs> listen to this podcast. But if you do, uh, stick around. You might learn something. Uh Anyway, I just can't see me telling another grown person what they can and can't do. Um, 
you know, I, I'm married, right? And so even in being married, <laughs> I don't tell my wife like, yo, you can't do that. Or you can't go there. I mean, she's grown. She can do what she wants to do and go where she wants to go. Now, I mean, it's within reason. <laughs> and the same goes for me. Like, it's about a, a level of respect. But I think when you're jealous or you're angry or you're suspicious about where somebody's going or what they're doing and you feel the need to tell them when and where they can and can't go or what they can and can't do that's a a, a genuine sign that you're in a toxic relationship um case in point <laughs> I had a friend well I wouldn't call him a friend I had an associate he was a relative of a friend of mine, right? So me and my homeboy, we're we're going out. And so we go out and this is this is my homeboy's cousin. I'll just I'll tell you that much because he ain't he ain't gonna listen to the podcast. <laughs> so anyway, this is like I mean I we were probably like he's probably at this time maybe 30. You know, he's married couple kids, you know, house, job. He got, you know, the the American dream, if you will. And um, so me and my homeboy, his cousin, you know, we're rolling out. Now, we, we're not, I, I roll with my homeboy to his cousin's house. You know, we're just going over there just to kick it. And so we go over there, we sit around kicking and watching TV or whatever like that. And then at some point during us kicking it, uh, you know, somebody, uh, I think either me or my homeboy said like, yo, we need to go to the store to get something to drink. And so it's like, all right, cool. So we'll just, you know, the liquor store wasn't too far away. So we was like, we're going to go to the liquor store. And then, uh, we got the idea of, you know, since we're out, we might as well, you know, go to the grocery store, get some charcoal, throw some, you know, throw some ribs on the grill, you know, and just and ribs and burgers on the grill. You know, just make it just a little, little, you know, a little cookout or whatever. So he was like, all right, bet. So <laughs> we're getting ready to leave, me and my homeboy. And we were like, yo, let's just call his cousin Gerald. <laughs> right. So we were like, Gerald, we're about to go to the store. We're going to go to the liquor store. Then we're going to go to the grocery store. Let's roll. And he was like he paused for a second he was like well let me go ask and let's just say his wife's name is Tanya <laughs> he said well let me go ask Tanya and so me and my homeboy look at each other like ask and he was like yeah I need to go ask her can I go okay <laughs> Okay, bro. If if you know if, I, I, if that's your steez and that's how y'all kick it, I mean, I guess. But I mean, you're thirty year old grown ass man. I don't understand why you got to ask your wife to go to the grocery store and liquor store. So anyway, he goes in the other room, and he's gone for like I don't know the better part of like ten minutes, and so we're standing there literally standing at the door waiting on him to go 
and he's still not back. You know, we thought we were, he was getting dressed or changing clothes or whatever. So we we were like, all right, let's go get in the car. So we got in the car. We went in the driveway, car cranked up, waiting on him. He comes outside and he has this look on his face. And he says to us, Tanya said, I can't go. What the hell? Bruh, come on, man. Your old lady don't want you to go to the grocery. She said that you can't go to the grocery store and to the liquor store. Man, if you don't get your ass in this car. (laughs) So we were like dumbfounded, but he ended up staying. And like, I quickly learned, you know, a lot about his marriage that, you know, his wife, if she wasn't cool with where he was going or what he was doing, she dictated and told him everything that he could and could not do. And, um, you know, that was, uh, it was a point of contention for my, my, my boy because that's his cousin. And he was just like, yo, we weren't raised like this. And I was like, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. But, you know, I don't know. I, I think deep down, his wife didn't trust my homeboy because she felt like we would probably go to the liquor store then the grocery store and then the strip club. I mean, like who, who does that? Who goes to the liquor store, the, the grocery store and the strip club. But like, she didn't trust him. Like, so they went everywhere together and she was very jealous, very controlling. Uh, she had anxiety issues and all of this created, you know, a very toxic relationship. And this was, you know, this was, uh, <laughs> this became a point of contention for the two of them, meaning my, my homeboy and, uh, Gerald, so, you know, that's a sign when, when you see stuff like that, when you see people are in a position where they want to decide what you can and can't do, that's a sign that you're in a toxic relationship. Um, another sign, if your partner isn't encouraging you to grow as a person, um, I think this is very key. I think most of you who listen to this podcast are probably somewhere between, I don't know, 25 and 55, right? (laughs) So you're you're either becoming who you are or growing into who you are. You know who the hell you are, you know? So I think being able to grow in a relationship is paramount. Um, being able to grow in a marriage is paramount. I think not only should you grow individually, but you also have to grow as a couple, as a partnership. Um, in a healthy relationship, that's what you want to happen. That's what should happen in a healthy relationship. You know, but when your partner isn't encouraging, when they aren't encouraging you to grow as a person, then that could be signs. Um, Case in point, if like, let's say, I don't know, let's say the man in the relationship is, you know, he has a college degree, right? And his wife has a college degree. And then let's say that she wants to pursue a master's degree. Honestly, he should encourage that. Like he shouldn't be on some, no, I don't want you to go back to school because, 
you know, then you'll have more degrees than me and you'll make more money than me. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I've actually heard men say this. Not anybody I was tight with, but I've actually heard someone say this. And so you have to get in the habit of, you know, being there for support and and then encouraging them not just to grow individually, but not just to grow, you know, from within, but to grow mentally and spiritually, you know, in all aspects of growth. Uh, You should encourage that in your uh, in your partner, no matter what. And that's what happens in healthy relationships. However, in a toxic relationship, your self-improvement is often viewed as a threat, right? So if you feel like, 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 let's say if you feel like your partner learning a new language is a threat that they'll pick up a new skill and then that'll make them more uh, marketable, uh, not only to, you know, jobs, but maybe you might feel like, okay, if, if he can speak Spanish, maybe he's going to be out there hollering at, at women who speak Spanish. I don't know. I mean, like, that's how people, as crazy as it sounds, that's how people think. So if your partner mocks you or dismisses the idea that you should grow, you know, and they're not interested in supporting your personal growth, then, you know, that's a sign that you're in a toxic relationship. And it's really a sign that it's probably time for you to get the hell on. It is. Um, another sign. And I think this is obvious and it goes without saying. If they don't respect you. If they don't respect you, that is a sign that you're in a toxic relationship. Um. I would say that respect is one of the foundation pillars of any relationship. Uh, And if there is disrespect in a relationship, it's not going to last. I mean, I don't care if you're just dating. I don't care if you're in a serious relationship. I don't care if you're engaged. I don't care if you're married. Respect goes a long way. And I mean, obviously, first it starts with self-respect, but you have to respect your partner. Bottom line, if you don't respect your partner, then, you know, there's going to be problems. And honestly, a, a pattern of disrespect, what it does is it tends to wear the other person down and it creates anxiety. And then the person, you know, kind of dreads being around you. Can you imagine being in a relationship And not wanting to be around the other person. I mean, like, what kind of relationship is that? Now, I mean, now, I'm not going to tell you that that there are times where you can get mad at someone or get upset with someone and then not want to be around them. I'm not saying that at all. We've all been there, myself included. But, no. That's not what it is. That's not the move. When that's a pattern of disrespect. And the disrespect can be anything. And we all know what disrespect is in a relationship. And, you know, when you're going through that and more importantly, when you're putting your partner through that, you know, that's that that's a sign that it it, it's a toxic relationship. And you really should run because I think 
in general, and I don't, I can't speak necessarily for women, but I think for men, and I, I won't say all men, but I think some men, if they're able to get away with the disrespect, it ain't going to stop. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, if you feel like as a guy, as a man, that you could say the most foul, ill, disrespectful shit to your woman or your man, if you will, um, that's not going to get any better. Like, that gets progressively worse over time. It's almost like, um, you know, hitting somebody. You know, if you slap somebody... Odds are likely, if you slap your partner, odds are likely you're going to slap him again. You know, so, and I mean, that goes without saying, letting you know that that's a toxic relationship. So we don't have to get into that. Um, But yeah, when people act like that and they get very disrespectful and, and when respect is lost on either side, it's toxic. And it's, you know, it's, it's time to move on. There's there's absolutely, positively, nothing that you can do in any relationship that doesn't have respect. It won't work. Because what happens is, is people get defensive when they, you know, inflict that on the other person. And, you know, defensiveness is a killer. It basically keeps us from solving problems and relationships and the problems keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. It never ends. And so you got to have respect. I mean, you got to have trust. But again, I think respect is one of the key pillars into any relationship. If you don't have respect, quite frankly, you don't have a relationship. Um, another sign that you're in a toxic relationship is when the other person, your partner, uses sex as a form of manipulation. <laughs> this ain't cool. I mean, none of them are cool, but I think this happens probably more than you think that it does. Um, if someone uses sex to manipulate the relationship... Maybe they're withholding sex um, to and, and, and maybe they feel like they're going to withhold sex to achieve some type of goal. That's a classic sign of a toxic relationship. And now don't get me wrong. It's understandable that if you get upset with your partner, you can get mad, you can fuss, whatever like that. That happens. That doesn't mean that you don't care about their feelings. But if you're in a serious relationship. Or if you're in a marriage and it comes to the point where you're like, okay, you've made me so upset that I'm going to withhold sex from you. One or two things are going to (laughs) happen. Either the other person is going to get real. and, And let's say you make this perfectly clear. We ain't getting down, right? One or two things are going to happen. Either you're going to piss that person off so much that other problems are going to pop up in the relationship or simply put they're going to find sex somewhere else i know you don't want me to say that and that's not condoning cheating in a relationship 
but I'm, I'm gonna keep it 100 that's that's what happens i've seen it happen way too many times i remember um there was a and i don't think she's i'm pretty sure well, i don't know she kind of disappeared but there was a blogger um that i used to read back who had a pretty cool blog that i used to read back in the day and um she talked about that she talked about how you know things had gotten so bad in her relationship that and she had been dating this guy for like two years or whatever and um you know things kind of fell south in the relationship and then you know the accountability and she was having a lot of issues with you know him being present and being accountable in their relationship for his mistakes or what have you financial issues that they had uh that she just she was just like all right I ain't giving up the draws. <laughs> she didn't give up the draws. And, you know, subsequently, her not giving up the draw. And I mean, like, this went on for, if I, and she wrote about it very detailed in a post. This went on for like a few months. And, you know, next thing you know, he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, <laughs> watch uh watch porn all day <laughs> so he went out in the streets you know he went out in the streets and got a little dirty and the result of him going out in the streets and getting a little dirty uh produced a child yep produced a child and when she found out about it you know she was upset and hurt and his only justification was well look quote you weren't fucking me so I had to go fuck something close quote now I'm not gonna justify this because obviously he was in a relationship he could have they could have figured things out but up but subsequently that destroyed their relationship and you know they ended up breaking up and he ended up moving out and you know she went on about her life and he went on and raised his kid or whatever with the other chick and it happens. But no, I would never advise anybody. If you're in a relationship, do not use sex as a form of manipulation. Now, if you're in a relationship and y'all not having sex, then that's different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't manipulate something that's not happening. But if you're getting it in and you're getting it in on a pretty regular basis and then you just cut it off, not a good look not a good look at all that's the sign that you might be in a toxic relationship um another sign when people feel like you just can't open up uh that might be a sign that you're in a uh, toxic relationship and the reason why i say that is because i think communication again is one of the pillars of a relationship you have to be able to communicate effectively and most relationships, most good relationships, you should be able to communicate effectively between the two parties, uh, woman and man, man and man, woman and woman. Doesn't matter what the orientation is. You should be able to communicate pretty good if you're in a relationship. But if your partner feels like they get to a point where they really just can't talk to you, then that could become a problem because one, they might feel like they can't talk to you. Then it becomes, 
they won't talk to you. They're not going to open up. And, you know, we, we all have different types of people in relationships. You know, some are talkers, other, you know, the silent type. Um, but, you know, you have to open yourself up in a relationship. You have to be able to talk. You have to be able to communicate. Uh, opening ourselves up to our partners, you know, it it opens our feelings, but it also leaves us exposed. And so there's a risk of rejection. But at the end of the day, this is your partner. They should support what it is that you're feeling. You would think. Um, and that's important to, to have in a healthy you know, relationship. But if you get to the point where you just don't want to share and you just don't, you feel like you're being penalized for your feelings and you don't want to open up with your partner, it's not a good sign. Um, and one thing that I did find in the reading, and I thought that this stood out, they said that, you know, both partners are responsible for creating the conditions in the relationship for the other to be vulnerable. I think that's very powerful because we do just that. You know, we create the conditions in the relationships for our partners to feel vulnerable. Um, and we have to be able to communicate our feelings and tell the other person how we truly are feeling, good or bad or indifferent. Um, you should be able to share your thoughts without punishment. I, I, I sincerely believe that. But if you're in a situation where you feel like you just can't open up, that might be the sign that you're in a toxic relationship. Um, another one. If you feel like you're being bullied, you might be in a toxic relationship. And what I mean by bullied, I don't mean like being jacked up and, you know, <laughs> stuffed in the broom closet. <laughs> what I mean by that is just if you feel like you're being belittled, manipulated, or even physically abused, um, that's a clear sign. I mean, again, it goes without saying you should never put your hands on your partner in a violent way. Uh, and if that happens to you, you should definitely leave your relationship. I don't give a damn if you've been married for 30 years. I don't give a damn if you just bought a house together and you've been, you're about to get engaged and about to be married. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You really don't need a partner who, you know, is being a bully. I mean, I, I don't have to necessarily go too deep into that, but you know what a bully is. And, um, you know, one thing that I did notice about people um, when it comes to being bullied in relationships, those are usually the people who might have been bullied as a child. Um, and then sometimes if you let that partner know that that happened, you know, some people take advantage of that. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying some. It, it happens. Studies have shown that it does happen. So you definitely want to pay attention to that. So, yeah, if you're being bullied in a relationship, it's toxic. Get out. Uh, another thing, another sign that you're in a toxic relationship is when you're partner is totally unwilling to compromise <laughs> now 
that kind of made me chuckle a little bit because compromise is very much so needed in any relationship, right? Compromising isn't easy. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I I speak as a man who's been married for almost 18 years at the time of this recording. It's not always easy because you have two people, whether or not you're in a relationship or you're in a marriage, two people from two different backgrounds, two different walks of life coming together, trying to make something one and work as one. Um, so you have different ideologies of how things are. You, you might have different uh, feelings about certain things and you're not going to see eye to eye. You know, I tell people all the time, <laughs> people ask like, you know, do you have a perfect marriage? Hell no, we don't have a perfect marriage. There's no, there's no such thing as a perfect marriage because it's not perfect people. We're two people who make mistakes. You know, we, we, but we, we make the mistakes, but we try not to make the same mistakes. You can have a good marriage. You can have a great marriage. You can have a sorry marriage. You can have a terrible marriage. But, you know, no matter what kind of marriage or relationship for that matter that you have, you have to be willing to compromise on some things. Um, and you, really, you to be honest, you have to compromise where compromising is needed. And sometimes the hardest thing is trying to figure out, you know, when you need to compromise. Um, case in point. I have a friend who grew up as the only child. And so given the fact that she grew up as the only child, you know, for lack of a better terms, things went her way. <laughs> so then she got into a relationship and it was more of a, you know, kind of give and take. And they both, you know, she and her now fiance, uh, they had different ideas as to different things. And, and the time that you're actually getting to know each other before you get married or what have you, when you're dating, that's the time to figure that shit out. <laughs> you want to know what somebody's ideas are on children. You know, you don't want to wait till you get married and say, well, hey, I don't want any kids. And then your, your, your husband or wife is saying, well, I want five kids. No, nah, that ain't time. That's something that should have been discussed long before you jumped the broom. So compromising is very key. Uh, and my friend, you know, she in her relationship, she struggled at times because she was just really used to, you know, doing things one way. And, you know, when you're doing things one way and you're doing for self and it, you, you didn't have any siblings to kind of go back and forth with uh, and your parents kind of gave you everything. Yeah. You know, it it could be tough to see someone else's point of view, but ultimately you have to compromise. I mean, that's, that's very key. But when you're in a relationship and someone is totally unequivocally, you know, not trying to compromise, that could be a sign that you're in a toxic relationship. You know, compromises aren't you know <laughs> it's not the most fun thing in a relationship but it's one of the most necessary and I do agree with that um last thing the last sign that you might be 
in a toxic relationship if your parents hate your partner (laughs) man listen (laughs) uh there's a lot that i could say about this this is i've seen this play out more than um more than you know uh it's always interesting because you know parents see what we can't see right um i i think it's it's a very slippery slope because as a parent you know let's say your daughter comes home and she brings this guy home and you know this guy you could tell from talking to him after 10 minutes this dude ain't about shit but your daughter likes him what do you do i mean you you don't you know beyond let's say she she doesn't like him let's say she's in love with him and you know this dude ain't shit what do you do you know do you keep it 100 and say look this dude ain't shit i think you could do better or do you you know silently just hate on the dude um you know i always said like your friends and your family should play a role in you know who you choose as a partner but ultimately you are the one that has to make that call uh even if they don't like him or her um because you're the one that spends your time with him you might be the one that lives with him or her you might be the one that's married to him or her um so i think one of the key things is you should allow those people that you care about to offer an opinion you know into your relationship but at the same time you have to take what they have to say with a grain of salt uh depending on your level of comfort with that particular friend or family member but one thing i do know and i've seen just from family and friends normally when your parents don't like your partner it's for good reason (laughs) it ain't because you know your it might be because of your religious beliefs it might be because of your or your that person's political beliefs. I don't believe, excuse me. Um, it could be any number of things, but generally speaking, parents normally get it right. Now I know that there's some parents who've gotten it totally wrong. I know parents. I remember one time when I was in high school, back in the day, this black girl at my high school had a white boyfriend and I'm talking, this is like 91. So, you know, in the South, (laughs) no less. And um, his parents kicked him out of it, of their house. So, and her mother didn't like it. And so subsequently, you know, they ended up having to like, as teenagers, find places to live because they got kicked out just because of, you know, their parents didn't like the color of the skin of their partner. And so, you know, it it happens. I'm not saying that that's right or that's what you should do. But I mean, that's that's the way that they felt. But if, you know, if your parent does, if your parent hates your partner, uh, that could be a sign 
that you're headed for or either in a toxic relationship. And God forbid something go wrong or they do something wrong to you. Then that's going to make your parents hate them even more, hate them even more. So you got to be mindful of that. And again, I'm not saying that you should let your parents dictate uh, who you actually date. But if they have something to say and they hate them, mm, it's not a good look. It's not a good look at all, you know, but those are the signs. I mean, you really you really have to be mindful of these signs. Uh, you have to pay attention. And more importantly, if you see these signs uh, in your relationship with your partner, then do yourself a huge justice. Leave the relationship. Because more often than not, it's not going to get any better. If it's gotten to this point, it's only going to get worse. And the best thing that you can do is save yourself, save your soul and save your time. That's going to do it for me. Thank you for tuning into the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Uh, feel free to drop a comment wherever you're streaming this uh, podcast. And I'll catch you guys next time. 5G. <laughs>